him half-heartedly. You've got to have your whole heart in everything you do for the Lord. <clears throat> I was just thinking about that as far as how we receive from God and, and our blessings that we receive. You know, God looks at uh, our obedience to his commandment to love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength. If you withhold from God, you withhold from yourself. So I just want to put that out there because I think sometimes people feel that they're waiting on God to bless them or they're anxious for God to do certain things in their lives or they can't understand why they don't have this conquered or why they don't have that in their lives. And that could be it. Okay? You're withholding something. You know, it's, it's sometimes we serve half-heartedly because we don't really believe that God is going to bless us if we give him everything. You got me? It's like this. If you don't invest everything, then you won't lose everything. And I think that's the way people see that's not faith. That's fear, that's doubt. <clears throat> it's everything. I remember <clears throat> somebody giving a testimony about a young woman. I think she played for the uh, Lady Volunteers at Tennessee or Tennessee State. Um, Pat Summit was her coach. And this girl was in her senior year. And they were, her, Pat could look at her and tell her performance was not maximum. And she said, this is your last game of your senior year. Why are you holding back and what are you withholding for? And she said after that, you know, the girl looked at her and she said, Coach, she said, you're 100% right. And so she got out there and she gave her best the way she'd always done. And that's true of anything that we do. We can withhold because of doubt. You know, doubt is really what makes us withhold our best from God. Sometimes you'll you'll say, well, I want to be a big giver. And if you never take the opportunity to give big, you know, you won't be one. Uh, if you if you want to be somebody who prospers and gets your prayers answered and get get them answered on time and always have surplus, et cetera, et cetera, if you withhold when it's your time to serve, you're not going to get the maximum from God. And I know it, it comes from low expectations of yourself not really feeling sometimes what you feel about yourself you reflect on god you know you might reflect that well it's not going to happen soon enough and i got to make my move now you know or or something like that and we run afoul of where god wants us to be but i want to share with you, with you hebrews 10:35 <clears throat> and it says here don't throw away your confidence don't cast away your confidence you can stay confident in God. You can go in your word when you know you're feeling jerky or you're feeling like, well, God ain't done it in this time. He's not going to do it. And you just sit around and, and wait for something to happen. And so, uh, you know, it, that's throwing away your confidence. And Paul said that. He said it has great 
potential for reward. In the uh, the uh, NIV, it says it, it will be greatly rewarded. Your confidence in God will be greatly rewarded if you hold on to it and you act like you're holding on to it. People who are holding on to their confidence get up, get in the word, and say, I'm going to give it my best shot today. I'm not taking a day off. Even though I don't have everything. Who has everything that they think they want in the world? Nobody has that. But you got to start somewhere. you got to start by being confident in God. He will not forsake you. He will not disappoint you. The Bible says if your hope is in the Lord, you will never be disappointed. Amen. You'll never be embarrassed. You'll never be ashamed of believing in God. And so when we withhold, it's because we are not confident that God is going to do what he says he's going to do. And that's true for everybody. To some degree or another, we all kind of fall short and give a half-hearted effort or something like that. Well, God says be totally confident in what you're, you're asking him to do for you. And love him with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength. Get up and do what God has ordained for you. Get up and read your Bible. Get up and pray your prayers. Get up and come to church and come on time. And be diligent about when you get there. You got me? Do those things because this is no time to throw away your confidence if you're a person of prayer. And everybody in here, I see people come to this ministry all the time trying to, to deny the fact that they're called here. Nobody wants to be committed to anything. And so they'll get up one day and all of a sudden get a bright idea. God called me to do this or I think I should be overdoing that. And they haven't really been confident doing what they've done so far. How's God going to use you as a missionary and you don't pray with your prayer partner? You think he's going to trust you with somebody who really is depending on him? I don't think so. He trusts people who are trustworthy. And so we have to realize that God is watching what we do. He's expecting a certain level of of completeness and a certain level of obedience from us. And to do it with all your heart. Love what you do for God. Make up your mind you're going to quit fighting, feeling good about what you do for God. You got me? See, Paul talks here about, he says, remember years ago, let me, let me go back a little bit. He says, but call into remembrance, verse 32, the former days. Remember back in the day? You couldn't wait to get to prayer. You told all your friends to come with you. You prayed with people at the drop of a hat. He said, remember the former days, how you had zeal, how you had encouraged, you were self-encouraged. And he says, the former days in which after you were illuminated, you endured a great fight of afflictions. We were being persecuted and didn't even know it and didn't pay any attention to it. Amen. We just kept going for God. He said, partly while you were made a gazing stop, both by reproaches and afflictions, and partly while you became companions of them who were so used. So we all knew people made fun of us because we prayed in tongues and because we call ourselves watchmen. What y'all watching? Are you scared of you? People send people to the meetings and won't come themselves. You know, we've been through the whole nine yards. And so Paul said, remember those days when that stuff did not bother you. And that was worse than the light afflictions we go through now. 
See, now we've fallen out with God because something we think we've been waiting too long for isn't happening fast enough. How many been there 15 times and been around that block 100 times or more and they're coming back again? And he says, you had compassion on me and my bonds and took joyfully the spoiling of your goods, knowing in yourself that you have in heaven a better and enduring substance. So we've endured worse. We've come through worse. We've given when we didn't have as much to give as we do now. So now that we've gotten to a place in God where we can kind of rest a bit, don't rest is what he's saying. Don't throw throw away, have the same confidence now that you had back in the day. Remember, you get one tape from, from we get a, one Robert's Laird tape and dub it to death and listen. We knew all the stuff back and forth. Now it's hard to get us to get in the word to get a headache removed. You know what I'm saying? So, you know, we got Motrin and all that kind of stuff sitting up all day long. And so we we have to go back to our confidence in God. You have to continue to refresh these things. And so he says, you know, you've been through a lot. He said, but don't throw away your confidence. Don't because there's great reward. Don't throw away your confidence. Don't get to the point where you resent doing things for God or you get into your little fit of of tantrum where you only want to do certain things or you want to make it known you don't have to do this and you're half-hearted about it. Don't throw away your confidence because there's a great reward coming. And Paul says the only thing that's lacking here in verse 36, you have to have patience. That's a must. He didn't say if you want this, have patience. He said, you've got to have that. If you don't have that, you won't endure. So he says, you are in need of patience that after you have done the will of God. See, it takes confidence to continue to do the word of God. You might receive the promise. And so you've got a little ways to go yet. You think you've done everything. You think God is shortchanging you, but that's not true. He said, don't, don't think like that and don't throw away your confidence. Don't do that. He said, because there's a great reward coming to you. See, this is a test for all of us. Are you going to do it? And are you going to do it weather? Huh? Are you going to do it weather? That's always the question. And see, people get stumped on that. Are you going to do it weather? Because they'll, they'll make up their minds, no. I'm not going to do it because God, he, he should have blessed me by now. I should have this by now. I should have done that by now. Listen, I've been saying that about my winting. I went on one leg, now I'm going on the other leg. But it didn't do me any good to say I should have had my healing by now. You know, I'm ticked off because I can't get it in three days like I can with everything else. But that doesn't mean it's not coming. What I have, I have need of something, not just healing, but I've got need of something else. So I've got need of patience. Because I'll preach and say, and it shouldn't make any difference how long it takes. I kept hearing those, my own words, beating back in my head. Doesn't matter how long it takes. Faith does not care how long it takes. You got me? And so I need a patience and diligence and confidence to stay in this race. 
something. It's for something. This is about more than what we eat, sleep, drink, or wear, folks. If, if you can't if see the devil keeps throwing that in there to make you think God doesn't care about you. The question is, do you care about God? His care for you has already been proven. Yours is in the, in the proving ground. So the question is, do you really care about him? If you do, you'll understand that you're throwing away your confidence if you slack up on anything that you are doing in his name and for his sake. So when you start serving God, you got to know this is a race of endurance. If you're willing to be into it to the end, full of faith, full of joy, the fruit of the Spirit, I don't care what it takes, you got to be in it 100%. You can't jump out of the gate ahead of time. You get disqualified. You ever watch the horse race? When they get them in that stall, they're all chomping at the bit. Everybody wants to get out, but if they if they get out before time, they are disqualified immediately. So you got to go back in the gate, start up, get us all settled up all over again, or wait till the next heat, whatever the the rules are. But you got to play by the rules. You got to do things by the rules, and you cannot throw away the confidence that you had in God from the beginning. From the time where you first learned to pray, the time that you first started giving, the time that all of that, you have to have the same confidence level toward the end of the race that you did at the beginning. You have to have the same confidence during difficult times as you do when it's easy. You have to keep the same confidence. You can't change. Why? Because he said the just will live by faith. You don't live by what you see. And what you believe God is going to do for you and watching to see if he's done it yet to see if you're going to smile. You live by faith. Amen. You have confidence in God. You're so confident in God if you don't see it. You still love God. You still believe him. You say, say, don't let the devil get you on the cheap stuff. You know, that's, that's baby stuff. You know, things. Let God understand that you're going to serve him no matter what. No matter what. there's nothing wrong with god amen he's always there to bless us to help us to be there for us to encourage us to strengthen us he's there to help us we have to let him help and quit throwing these little hissy fits because we think we're supposed to be somewhere that we're not amen just just (laughs) roll with it you know except that we all need to be someplace else and we ain't there yet but God, amen, be content no matter what state you're in. But don't throw away your confidence. Don't try to think of a plan to get you there faster than the pace God puts you on. Amen. you got to stop that. And, and back up and go pray somewhere. If you don't feel things is rolling fast enough, get in the spirit and get you some more people to pray for. Pray for some neighbors. Sow some more seed. Increase your the fruit of your righteousness that way. Learn how to beat the devil at his own game. So, yes, indeed, it won't be long now. God's decree. Amen. So I said that to say this. <clears throat> you got to have confidence in Amos 9.13 and confidence in the whole counsel of God and the word of God. Whatever God gives you, you have to have confidence in it and understand that God has a schedule and a timetable, and he is faithful. He will not disappoint you, forsake you. Amen? 
and turn to him. Understand what he wants to do for you. I guarantee you for everybody who's looking and feel like they're waiting so long or waiting too long for God to bless them with something. There's something he wants to do with you in the now to prepare you for that blessing. I know that's an old saying. Nobody wants to hear it. But are you allowing him to prepare you? Are you allowing him to put you in position to receive but also to uh, be a steward over what he's about to place in your life? He wants us to have blessings without sorrow. And many times blessings come with sorrow because we don't prepare adequately and allow God to prepare us for what it is that that is coming. So he knows everything that's about to happen in your life. And he makes plans for you to be blessed in spite of and to avoid a lot of uh, uh, things that you don't want to see happen. A lot of disappointments, all of that stuff. He wants to spare his children of those bad experiences. And so we're always thinking God doesn't want us to have anything or he, he doesn't love me. He let this happen to me. All of this stuff, you know, we want to blame God for everything. And I'm telling you, if you don't get ahead of him, you will be totally satisfied. You'll be totally blessed. And if you don't wait too long to to step out and obey him, you got me? So you got to learn how to be on time with God. But he says here, keep your faith in the realm where it won't be long now. Amen. Keep encouraging yourself with it won't be long now. If you get into a a mindset of it's taking too long, slap yourself 15 times and say it won't be long now. Amen? Because being angry at time is a waste of time. It's a waste of energy. And that's the easiest thing that we do as believers is we get mad at time. Amen. We stick a time. We want time to what, whatever, you know. We're never satisfied. So just keep telling yourself it won't be long now. It won't be long now. Father, I thank you. It won't be long now. Lord, I thank you. It won't be long now. Whatever it is that's bugging me about time, it won't be long now. Amen. It won't be long now. Because your word says it won't be long now. See, if you'll take the word and use it, To help yourself, your carnal mind won't hurt you so much. I'm going to say it again. If you'll take the word of God and use it to help yourself, your carnal thinking won't hurt you so much. That's loving him with all your mind. You can't be walking around with doubt in your mind and just paste a smile on your face and think that's joy. Joy comes from your spirit, a spirit of contentment in God and understanding that there's nothing wrong with God. And there ain't too much wrong with you except you need to obey him. He said things are going to happen so fast your head will swim. One thing fast on the heels of the other, you won't be able to keep up. Just take him, take him at his word. Well, I don't see how that's going to happen. Well, you never will with that attitude. <laughs> You're supposed to be telling yourself it won't be long now. Instead, of you'll never see how that's going to happen. Everything will be happening at once and everywhere you look, blessings. 
Blessings like wine pouring off mountains and hills. I'll make everything right again for my people Israel. They'll rebuild their ruined cities. See, you can't do that. Complainers don't build anything. They tear down. They'll plant vineyards and drink good wine. You see, all this implies that you have to work at this. You can't sit around and wait for something to drop in your lap. Amen. But God is saying your normal efforts will pay off abundantly. He says they'll work their gardens and eat fresh vegetables. They'll plant. In other words, everything you set your hand to will prosper. And it will keep prospering all the time. Amen everything he says i'll plant them plant them on their own land they'll never again be uprooted from the land i've given them god your god says so so miss nola has her note here this is not just a season but a paradigm a new way of living and a new way of doing so god is putting amen god is putting us into a new way of living a new way of doing all of the things that he and he's doing it all all we have to do is believe him and not be believer sitters but believers actively involved faith is an action you got to either confess it say it get in gear with it i know when the, the Cavs lost game three everybody was looking funny i said it's your faith it's according to your faith if you're going to sit up and pray a prayer of agreement, I don't pray for no athletes corporately in the, in church. That would have to be God. But y'all agreed with me. You're going to sit up here with a long face and try to complain like, you know, it's going to be hard for them. And we ain't watching it no more. I'm staying in faith. I don't know about you, but I don't have nothing to gain and nothing to lose here. I'm going to stay with God and just see what's going to happen. Uh, I figure they can sweep the last four. I don't care, but a sweep is a sweep. Sweep the floor, but they go win the championship, amen. We already agreed on it. Saw so you fainters, doubters that need some evidence. Yesterday should have been enough proof for you. <laughs> and even the day before, I mean, the, the game before, that was really their game. You know, that really, so that should have proved to you they got championship in them. They ain't bums. All of a sudden now the champions are going to turn into bums and lose them all. I don't think so. But anyway, that's all y'all. But I'm staying in faith. I got nothing to lose, honey. I'm staying right on in faith with the calves. Amen. So praise God. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. All y'all, all y'all fair weather friends, fans. Right. <laughs> I bet you ain't bought a t-shirt, have you? That's faith evidence. Go buy a t-shirt. Show some support. Something I don't know. But anyway, praise the Lord. All right, so Amos 9.13. Give what you know you want God to bless you on. Give according to the blessing you expect from God. And then as you purpose in your heart, there's expectation there for a certain level of blessing. Give on that level. And you'll never be disappointed, never be shortchanged. Live in expectation of good every day. God says so. Amen. He never has anything bad planned for us. And don't throw away your confidence. This is a season for people of prayer. Amen. Every prophecy you hear about what's going on in the world today encourages believers to pray. 
and don't be slack about it. Pray like never before. Sometimes your prayer can be what turns the tide in worldwide events. People just don't think in that realm, but it it is totally possible. God will use you. He says, go into all the world and preach and declare. So that means that your prayers and your preaching will have worldwide influence. You got to understand that. You, we're not helpless and hopeless here, but we can actually change the world. I know that's cliche. We can change it with our prayers and with our believing. So keep your confidence in God. Keep your confidence in the work that you do. Your ministry is that of the watchman. Amen. Quit looking for somebody to give you a title, a mantle, and a pulpit. You got me? Take what you got to your neighbor next door. You're going to have to start there before you get a pulpit anyway. Amen. Stand on the platform where you are and declare the glory of God. Amen. Not It's not about you. It's about him. So if we can decrease and let him increase, I think we'll have it made. Amen. All right. Father, we thank you for the ability to get wealth, the power to get wealth. So we can establish your covenant in the earth. We thank you, Lord, that you're partnering with us to allow your word to manifest and bless greatly. I thank you, Lord. And I ask you, Father, for people who are discouraged in their hearts. You know who they are, Lord. The ones that don't even want to come or drag their feet coming and are slow about doing things because they just don't understand your ways. I ask you, Lord, teach your people your ways. Help them to know that you have a great plan for them. It's stretched out before them. And that they can step into that plan if they would just not cast away and throw away their confidence in you. And continue to pray and continue to stand. We thank you for it, Lord. We bless you and we praise you for it. In Jesus' name, amen and praise God. You may receive the offering and then we're going to go to lunch. Amen. Praise God. Oh no!